You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out EasyAgentPro slash podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. You are listening to the In The Lead podcast. We have another kind of full house. Tyler's out on vacation without us as usual, so he won't be in. But we do have the master of protein, Mr. Alec. How are you doing today? I am doing excellent, and I did just eat a protein bar. Did you? I did, yeah. That's good. That's what I like to hear. It was uh, covered in dark chocolate, so I don't know if it actually counts as healthy, but you know, what can you do? Chocolate's supposed to be healthy for you, right? Anything, the thing dark about- Dark chocolate. I just want to clarify on these like health studies about things, right? Any You can find out that anything's healthy for you eventually. Like, yeah, beer is really bad for you if you're an alcoholic, but apparently it's loaded with antioxidants, right? So <laughs> right, there's, yeah. that <laughs> there's that mentality for everything. But good for you keeping up on the protein. I love that. How's your, uh, how's your week going so far? Good, man. Good. I've uh, been uh, pretty productive-ish, more or less. So yeah, having a good week. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Mr. Robert is also in the house with us. How are you doing, Robert? Oh, yeah. Doing good. How's it going, guys? Busy. Busy, busy. I know. It's, yeah. it's been a crazy week. <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to, man? How's your week going? Oh, just preparing the next wave of updates. We have some good stuff coming out next week. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We can just talk about it. Smart Pop-Up 2 is probably going to launch next week. And then we also have uh, five blog post templates coming out. So you'll be able to have kind of a new look for each blog and, and kind of play with some different styles to, to see which one you want. So that's um, super excited about that. And then we also have our, our new home value tools coming out. Uh, we're blowing up Seller Magnet and we're moving it into Squeeze. So you're going to have multiple home value tools to choose from and all kinds of goodies there. I think yeah. Kelvin just made a teaser video too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he showed me a little teaser of it yesterday, actually. It was pretty cool, messing with some effects and all that good stuff. So I'm pretty excited to see that get pumped out. Good, man. That sounds great. I'm super excited. Can't wait to see all the great stuff that you keep on pumping out for the, the sites and everything. So I'm super stoked. Um, and we'll we'll uh, grill you with some more questions here in a minute. Mr. <laughs> Kelvin. Yes, sir. How's it going? It's going good, buddy. How about you? I'm doing all right. Good. Doing okay. That's how I like to hear it, man. Good, 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 good. What's going on with you, man? We got some teaser videos coming out of some new some new items being launched. What else? Yeah, some new items being launched. Uh, just finished recording today's video here. Um, also did a video yesterday really in-depth on walking everybody through uh, setting up a video ad on Facebook. We just had an office hours going through that process, but there was a lot of questions still, so got another video coming out soon on that. It's going to be like 15, 20 minutes long, so it's going to be a long one, but really detailed. So Awesome. Yeah, oh, I can't stuff. wait to see it. That's going to be sweet. Super stoked. Did you get some good tunes for it? Yeah, man, always. That's what I like to hear. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's jump into these Beatzilla questions. We have a, a couple in here. Pretty pretty decent, good questions. We did have one roll over from last week's episode. By the way, uh, if you are listening and haven't listened to last week's episode, really take some time to listen to it. It's all about that Stop Zillow uh, thing that we've got going on in the Beatzilla group. Um, really, really great episode. So definitely jam out and take a listen to that. But uh, Mr. Vic asked, greetings. I need uh, some audience profiles to find motivated buyers in a designated zip code. Also, uh, do you recommend split testing different audience profiles for the ad? Thanks for sharing. Um, I know that Alec was going to answer this one last time. So if he wants to take the reins on it, feel free to. 
Yeah, and we did have a chance to kind of discuss a little bit about this, I think, last week, sort of off the air, as it were. Um, and one of the things that jumped out to us was the the specifying zip code in the question. The The way the question is phrased is a little bit weird um, on why you would restrict that to zip code if you were using Facebook ads. It almost sounds like he's talking about direct mail here. Um, a little bit, but ha- having said that, um, so if you're going to do Facebook, I wouldn't restrict it by zip code, but absolutely. Yes. I would, I would highly recommend split testing, run a couple different things and, and, uh, and see what works for you. Um, each market's a little bit different, that kind of thing. So, um, absolutely split test the creative split test headlines, you know, split test images, that kind of thing, even split test landing pages. If you want to get pretty sophisticated with it. Yeah. Alec did a pretty in-depth blog post on split testing. Actually, if you want to link that in the show notes at all or anything too. Really yeah. good read. Yeah, I'll definitely make sure to add that. Um, did you, you were, I saw, I saw in your notes here, you were talking about like maybe thinking about like di- uh, divorced couples as somebody to target in on, likely to move, list of homes, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think, yeah, I think that you can do a couple different things there. And then like, so if you go, like Kelvin was saying, if you go on the blog, if you go to our help center, that kind of thing, we do have um, a ton of different ad setups Um customized already for you that you can just sort of copy and paste those and test a couple different things for your market. And again, I wouldn't restrict it by zip code, you know, right. maybe do your whole market within a certain radius or something like that. But it seems like zip code, unless it's incredibly densely populated, might be too small of an audience. Yeah. Love it. I agree. Love I, I would say too, I mean, Alex got, they're all right here too. So they're in the help center, like you said, and the blog, we've got all those different copy paste strategies. So divorce likely to move um, likely to move would be in the detail targeting section on Facebook. So the angles that you're approaching, either approach it with something like like divorce or someone who's looking to downsize. Those are the different angles that we've seen or or just the generic single story home search. Those are the ads that we've seen work out really well in terms of picking up buyers. Um, and then also what you have listed here. So likely to move is a detail targeting section in Facebook. Definitely experiment with all the different factors there because you've got so many different variables in the detailed targeting section of Facebook. First time home buyer, house hunting, all kinds of different things that you can start experimenting with. Right. And you could, you mean, you could also even try like the foreclosures, like, right. uh, like Casey Gray's looking for a really great deal on a home in this area, that kind of thing that, that uh, has been very successful for agents as well. Right. And that picked up, you know, over a hundred leads for her. And that was completely free because she created the ad, ran the ad. But in addition to whatever she picked up from the ad, she was also sharing it in Facebook groups. So that can also work out really well. Yeah. I yeah, love and that. try them all. Do do a do a foreclosure. Do a first time home buyer. Just pick a couple. Pick three things and run them all and see which does best right. for you. And obviously, this is gonna you know this will differentiate between markets nationwide. There's some places that have more foreclosed properties. If that's the case, take advantage of that. Um, home in on that and really focus in on doing those. But they you know Alec and Kelvin are right. Pick three really good ones that you've you've wanted to try out and split test the living crap out of them. Robert, did you want to chime in at all on it? Yeah, I'm just. Um, I was thinking about like, let's see if we could talk a little bit about say like a lookalike audience of your past customers of your newsletter list and how, how that kind of affects, um, your thinking throughout there. Cause you don't want to just start split testing. Uh, you got like a, an offer with bad intent from the beginning, right? So you're testing something that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, like, do you need to buy a house like straight to cold traffic or should you like, you know, you can customize these messages in your ads for the, you know, people that already know you and love you and have been to your site and you can retarget them this way, or you can do, um, and you can kind of, I don't, you can play with that dynamic cause you may not be asking for the buyer right away, but you could attract a buyer with like a piece of content and then retarget them and say, I could help you buy. Um, 
let's let's i don't know what so, do you guys what do you guys think about yeah that? I, that's the that's a great point and the thing is it depends i guess it would really depend on where you're at so i always like to clarify if, if you're just starting out with facebook ads you're really new to websites you don't have a huge or maybe you don't have the resources to create that custom audience yet then yeah you're going to be forced into going with just general traffic. But if you do have an in-depth email list, then create the custom audience because it's going to be basing data points in Facebook off of people you already know and have worked with. So that's also going to give you a huge leg up. So I think that's a great point to make. Uh, Sorry, Alec, I think I cut you off. You're going to say something. No, that was was fantastic. Um, The the only thing I was going to add to that would be um, if you go and you look on our blog and you do read that article about split testing, that would be a great way to do it too, is to get, get the lookalike audience. If you, you know, have the traffic and all that to, to pull a good list with that, do the lookalike audience for all those ads, keep your audience the same and then split test different ads, right? Um, so that you can find out what offer, what ad works best with that specific audience. Absolutely. That's the only thing I would add. Absolutely. And you can do, so like what we do is we'll do, whenever I run a new ad, I typically have anywhere from two to three custom audiences. Uh, that I'm running it against. And usually it's the email list. It's people who have interacted with us on Facebook and people who have opted in previously into our ads. So those are three different lookalikes that you could create. And you can run all three of those on one ad, see which one converts best. And then in the next ad, if the only two of them were working really well, you consolidate it down to those two audiences instead of the three. So that's a very good, it's a very good point to make. And then and, and, after you find that, sorry, Chris. No, go ahead, man. You uh, guys are on but, a roll. I love. Yeah. It. So after you, and then after you kind of find a direction or an angle that's working for you, then you can start worrying about like, let's make five headlines for this right. and see which headline gets the most clicks. Yeah. And then you just slowly start kind of going down the list, and then um, you should end up with a with a quality quality ad at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the absolutely. basic idea behind split testing is that you don't want to change so much with each one that there's so many variables going on that you, you don't know what made that one work instead of the other one. Right. So you want to, yeah, you want to be able to change, tweak little things from ad to ad so that you know why that one worked better than the other. Maybe, maybe we should do an office hours on Friday about split testing. That sounds like a really, really good idea. I mean, I'm learning That's so much idea. already right now, basically. I'm in an office hour session right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> That would be it'd be a great session. Well, and most people like the rookie mistake is to like Alex said, just drop in and start testing everything and making up all this stuff. The cool part is if you don't even have to make a landing page, like you could just make an ad that goes to some random spot just to see who clicks it. Right. And if it's semi relevant to sellers, then it, it you know what's on the other end doesn't matter as much for testing. So don't get bogged down with like you know like oh i'm gonna have to spend this week creating this resource so i can build this ad so i can test it yeah like, start just getting start, data first yeah, yeah just see like validate it you know can you get like how many people can you get to click today and which ad do they click the most of okay cool now let's let's change that let's go with that one and then roll with the next test for tomorrow and then you can actually because like one of the big pitfalls is creating a resource no one wants sucks to spend time making an ebook or a guide or anything and then they don't actually no one responds to it so if you if you kind of do it with uh with you can use facebook's ads to your advantage to literally tell you what you should be making because they'll Mm -hmm. the clicks will show i love it what a solid answer that's one of the best answers we've had on the podcast and why i love that there you go, Vic. Um, if, uh, if you still need help, definitely send us a question to support at easyagentpro.com. Um, let us know it's for the podcast, and we can maybe dive a little deeper into it for you. But uh, really, really great answers, guys. Thank you so much. We'll move on to the next one. Mr. Brett asks, uh, just had the video done, and I'm going to run a Facebook ad featuring it. So Brett made this really fantastic video about his EAP site. It's almost like a free advertisement for us, which is kind of funny. Uh, dude killed it. It's so good. 
Um, he said, I was wondering if you all had any insight on video ads. I'm struggling with verbiage uh, to use on the ad. Any suggestions? Funny enough, that uh, Kelvin, you're saying that you're doing a video about video ads, right? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah um, we're going to have... Yeah, let's have Robert start off, and then if you want to chime in, too, and maybe discuss some stuff as well, so it would be a good, nice little overlay with the video. Sure. So go ahead, Robert. Make it happen. All right. So so it sounds like... So it sounds like your angle that you're trying to take, let's let's take it back to square one, is that you, because of your website, you're allowed to give superior service to your clients. They have access to, you know, to the MLS, and they... Um, I'm trying to remember what I watched the video. It was a couple it's weeks so ago. It's so good, right? The like, blogs. He's got all of his was, blogging on there. Yeah. yeah. It's so, good. so, I mean, the, 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 it's really making sure it's showing that you stand out. So I think whatever, you know, if verbiage, like, like, you know, not all agents are created the same. This is how I stand out. Who doesn't want to like, you're like, well, what does he do? And then someone watched your thing and then you get to see some cool stuff and hopefully impress them. And then, um, next time you run an ad, I think the intent of that ad would probably not be to get leads, but be, to be more of a branding thing. And the next time you did run an ad and it had your face and your logo on there, you're more receptive to seeing it. And you're like, oh, it's the buyer's guide. Oh, cool. He said he did all this good stuff. And now it's like very natural for me to end up on your site reading your content. Right. Kelvin. I think the master think of strategy. Or oh, even Alex. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think that's a strategy that has, has come up before about, uh, doing like a branding type video. Um, and then people who have watched a certain percentage of it, then you, you can then retarget those folks. If you have the money and time and interest to run experiments like that, I I think there probably is some, some value to that. So let's go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it'd be great on a landing page. Um, if you ran an ad to that landing page that said, let's talk, I'm here to answer questions, um, or just something, something like that. I, I, you could see it like being a a great, like comfort and trust thing as you're, there you go. There's some verbiage that I like to hear comfort and trust, right? If I'm an individual who's looking to purchase a home and I want to know what makes you so special, I'm, I'm, it's very comforting to know that my site is really, really well performing. It works really, really well. It's easy to look for stuff. And I'm trustworthy, right? My site shows that I'm very, very trustworthy. So those are the two. I mean, one of his questions was, what type of verbiage should I add? I think comfort and trust are two fabulous words that you can definitely incorporate into that. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So the first of all, using the video like that, like Robert said, it's important to note that this type of video isn't meant to capture leads. This isn't giving away a free resource. This isn't any type of exchange for contact information, but it's an excellent branding resource. And I would definitely take something, Brett, I love talking about ad copy like this. And I know Alec does too, because he's really, really good at it as well. But I would talk about what, what Robert mentioned a little earlier about standing out. So for instance, NAR just tweeted out some uh, information on how the market in general is heating up. It's at, it's at the mortgage application rate is at its highest since 2010. So the market's heating up. I would say I would I would leverage some type of concern that buyers or whoever typically has uh, in your ad copy. So maybe the market's heating up. It's never been more important to stand out and be with somebody who's comfortable and has navigated this market year in and year out and then build from there. So I would just kind of use concerns that people typically have is what I try to use in, in the copies of my ads. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, of blending um, market stats yeah. with like relevant market stats. It kind of makes those brand promises immediately relevant. I like that idea. Absolutely. And split, you know what else too? That's a perfect opportunity to split test the ad, right? With different statistics and see which one performs well. Yeah, because you could keep the video would just be the same. You don't have to worry about changing that. Just do the actual copy of the ad itself. So maybe you could do three different copies that you're split testing. I love it. Awesome. 
Well, there you go, Brett. Did you want to chime in anymore, Robert? No, I I think that, I think that we that we about got to the bottom yeah. of it. But I would <laughs> say, like, I swear that video would do great on a landing page. Video landing page opt in. It's like yeah. put a call to action on it. Like, let's talk. You know, I'm legit. It just it like. It, yeah, it just does. You know, it used to be trust. Throw a trust logo on there, and it's like we've worked with or put a number in. You know, in real estate, it'd be like I've I've helped X amount of clients. But it's so much more powerful when someone sees you on video and then they get to watch it and then they get to schedule. They're like, oh, I want to talk to this person. Um, and, so mm-hmm. I could just see it like working for lead gen on a landing page could do really good. Right, and, that's and a great point. If you folks, I mean, Brett's pretty active in the Beatzilla group, so you can definitely see this post and stuff. Ask him questions because. He's one of those guys who knows that creating video content is key to successful lead generation um, or, or just key to even d- displaying himself as a person for brand recognition. Even when I remember when he did his, uh, his lead generation video with you, Kelvin, I was so impressed with his video versus like other, yeah. you know what I mean? Like definitely it was crazy high quality. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous, man. He's so good at it. So um, you know, take a, for the people listening, like take this as a lesson, like look at his stuff, study what he's doing because what he is doing is working. I mean, this dude's fantastic on camera and it's not because he feels comfortable doing it. He's just taking the time and energy to do it. Um, so with that said, yeah, like the verbiage about trust and, and adding some stats to it might help you out. And Robert's a hundred percent, right? A landing page is a perfect idea as well. So Hopefully that helps you out, Brett. Thank you for the fantastic question. And thank you so much for sharing that video because, man, is it cool. It's pretty freaking sweet. Um, Let's move on to the next one. Josh Keaton, uh, this one's for you. He specifically asked for Kelvin. Any insight onto whether the auto blog helps or hurts SEO? I know there's a great purpose for it, but specifically for SEO, if we were writing original content one to two times a month, should it be on? Kelvin. So... The blogs. So, for those of you listening who aren't, aren't maybe aren't lead sites users, we publish out two blogs every week to all of our clients' sites. So, it's meant to give you guys a foundation and base point, meaning you don't always have to start creating content from scratch. You can take the blogs we publish out to you and customize them, and that's what we highly encourage that you do. That's what's going to give you the most benefit in terms of SEO. The blogs are published using a syndicated process, which is not harmful in Google's eyes. So, they are not hurting you in terms of SEO. They are not viewed as duplicate spammy content, but they're also not helping you in terms of SEO because because they are very generic, basically just building blocks to give you a starting point. So no. Yeah, foundation. Yeah, they're yeah. a foundation. We we understand that it's hard. Yeah, unique content is unique content. If it's like if it's found nowhere else and then so one to two times a month, I I would I'd kick it up to four, Josh. I you've been a lead side teaser forever. I think you could do four posts and and get some uh, a little a little more action on it because it you know your content posting frequency um, controls how often your site gets indexed, how all this kind of stuff ties in. That is important for a quick ranking or for actually tracking and managing SEO. Um, so that would be I would I would say get it up to four and then just focus on you know we we you really should turn off the content if you're going to do an SEO strategy. That way it's just all your stuff. You can cross link it and you can get your keywords controlled um, instead of depending on just kind of the stock content. Yeah. So you build your way on the stock. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kelvin. I was just going to say, like Robert said, you build, when you finally build your, your way into that system where you're comfortable routinely publishing out that content, then take off the training wheels. You can stop the content that we're posting out there for you and just focus on your own system. That's definitely something we can shut off. Yeah, absolutely. And we can set it even to save as a draft for you guys too. So at least you still have that foundation to work off of and then tweak and tune it yourself as well. 
Um, and then remember too, on the on these blogs that we're creating, there's we don't really put a focus keyword in there. So you can still, like Kelvin said, it is a foundation to build off of. Once you feel comfortable, you get the idea of how blogging works. The training wheels come off, you stop it, and you start focusing in on your stuff. You're going to see a huge difference in ranking. You're going to see a huge difference in how it's all working um, because you are affiliated and, and familiarized with how blogging works at that point. And, and I agree with Robert. Josh, he called you out. Do it four times. See how it works. Totally. I think it's fabulous. Um, Alec, did you want to chime in at all with the blogging? I think you guys nailed it. The, the one thing I always think of is, is it, it, if you're following up and you're generating leads and you're, you're running a business, it is a lot of work to do a blog a week or four times a week or whatever. And if, and if, like, if that's you, um, I don't know if I would go the route of like Fiverr or something like that or Elance or whatever that is now. They, I think they've rebranded Upwork or something, but, um, there's lots of people who are writers or want to be writers who would love to write about their local community that you could probably find at like little universities like to your colleges yeah. and universities or whatever you have in your local community. Maybe even high school kids. If you can find like a junior or senior, that's like a pretty decent writer that can put out some articles about it and pay them 25 bucks an article or whatever is appropriate for your budget. Um, and you can, you can outsource that and not lose any of like that authentic local flavor. Um, and then you'll obviously do, you know, kind of a proof on it before you publish it. But there, there are ways to stay local and give really good content without you, you personally like doing all the hard lifting. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in going the SEO route, I would look for ways to pull the workload off of yourself and still execute um, at a high authentic- authenticity level. Yeah, and, and then to your point, like if you're having someone create content, you talked about a review process, and and SEO is probably one of the most formulaic marketing activities ever. So you can literally write a list of things. It's like insert the keyword here, 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 this many times, this ratio, this percentage density, and it's good. So you can um, you can outsource that too. So you can build in a system for how you do SEO and it's like link out to one um, website with high page rank and do an internal link cross link in every that, post. That, that would be, yeah. And that's something that you could outsource to someone. It doesn't matter where in the country or world they are. If they know SEO, they can help you out with that and just right. have, the, have the articles written by someone who knows the community and then just send them over to someone who knows SEO and then just publish that to your site. Um, and you could probably get that down to a pretty tight system and automate that pretty quickly. And while we're on SEO, can I talk about this new hack I found? Yes, you can. I think of I, course. I think, yeah, I think I showed Alec. Uh, but we so in Google Web Console, you can do this thing. Is it called Search Console? Um, yeah, Google Search Console. Yeah, Google Search Console that will show you all your rankings and where you're at for them, which I didn't know. That's like that blew my mind. And the coolest part about it is it shows you where like how many impressions you're getting and how many clicks you're getting so instead of fighting for new seo there's also a strategy to go look at the one that has the most impressions and that you wrote a bad meta description on that has no call to action so you're actually ranking for something but you're actually not getting traffic because no one's clicking it because you wrote a bad call to action in the meta it but, is an amazing, amazing tool. If you're like, if you, if you're someone who has run like Facebook ads or Google ads or anything like that, where you, you're used to seeing this ad, this clicks, this impressions, and then you can go in and optimize it. It gives you that for your organic, like your organic content. It's so cool. Yeah, it's we insane. We hey, had Kelvin, keywords. There's that, a good, there's a good YouTube video, right? Heck yeah, blog that amazing. <laughs> right? Isn't that Ninja? So we had some like real estate CRM. We rank for. We're like slot four. We're getting like. I think it was like 
20,000 impressions or something. And we're getting like 10 clicks because <laughs> our like, cause it's literally the worst conversion ever for an amazing keyword that all these CRM companies try to go after. And we just don't even have a call to action. That's good enough. Wow. Like the content, it could be the best post about CRMs ever, but if you don't get them to click in Google search results, so that just, it's just like ads you should be writing, you know, in the ideally your ad would say the same thing. So it's not like you have to do duplicates. You can figure so- out what works. So, and, and even, I mean, this is another question that always comes, comes up of like, what, what do I write blog posts about? I wrote three and now I'm out of ideas or something, right? So you can actually go into Google search console and it'll show you all these different keywords that you're getting impressions for that you didn't even know you were getting impressions on. Man, and it'll show you these, key, it'll, so cool. it'll show yeah, it'll show you all these keywords and you can pick five of them and there's five blog posts, write an article about that keyword um, and just get it on your site so that you can rank and you can get clicks and you can get traffic. Google search console is really cool. It's a powerful tool. Here's the thing that I'm like, we always tell people like gather as much data as possible, right? And the the two things, the two things on this is like people, every time I see a site as a support agent and I look and I see a site that's still, it's been up for a couple months and it's still not even actively connected to like, Google Analytics or the Search Console, like it's so frustrating because there's tools out there that we're explaining to you right now that can help you rank immediately. They can help you really master that. You have successful content on your site, but you don't have any calls to action or anything like that. Like we're sitting here telling you that even we mess up on it. And now that we've figured this out, boom, we've just maximized our clicks and everything. So what we're what I'm trying to say is like get at, be active on your site. Make sure you're double checking those stats, those vitals on your site as much as possible. And then Kelvin, you need to make a video. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> I'll get on it, man. I love that. I would love to make a video on this resource. That sounds great. Um. Because, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, we, we do say, like, Facebook ads is where it's at, but there are other things, like SEO, and this is a fantastic opportunity for you guys to take advantage of that as well. Um, you know what I mean? So, I, I love it. I'm super stoked to learn more about this stuff. So, definitely, let's pump out some videos and some blogs and help some people out, because I, I can tell we're going to get questions about it. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah, well, and that is a... Go ahead, Robert. Oh, sorry. It was just, it was, it's, it's leading into the next question too. And it's just like, so when you're like doing all that stuff should be very, very similar. Like which, which pieces of content should you use as an ad? It's pretty easy to tell once you see which your most popular blog post and right. you use that in an ad and then you can figure out a better call to action, optimize it. And then you have this like super lethal piece of content that allows you to do this we're going into this next question talking about how to get a thousand emails a month, how to get a thousand people into your CRM. So you never have to market again after a year or two. Right. And that's how you do it. It's going to be through a content long game approach. And it's literally the cheapest leads you'll get. The cheapest people you'll get to your site are for a piece of content. It'll be the most viral and it's not necessarily leads now, but it's leads later. If you can get your follow-ups in place. Right. Speaking of the next question, we'll just roll right into it. We'll do a nice little little transition, little segue here. Um, uh, Miss Karen, <laughs> Miss Karen asked, different Karen, not Car Christensen is her name. Uh, hey guys, new girl here. Uh, this may be a pathetically ignorant question. There's no such thing. We can assure you that. But here it is. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Tyler was on the in the lead podcast and recommended buying 1,000 emails a month, uh, 12,000 a year on Facebook because Facebook is likely to raise prices in a few years, and she agrees. Um, when he says buy a thousand emails, are we talking about Facebook ad campaigns with opt-in squeeze pages or is there something else, uh, some other tip to getting emails to Facebook that I missed out on? 
Can you really get a thousand emails a month from a campaign? Thanks for answering. Clueless girl who sucks on Facebook. <laughs> uh, Kelvin or Alec, if one of you want to jump in on that one, specific, maybe Kelvin, since he's got a little bit more EAP experience on him, and then Alec can jump in. Go ahead and shoot, guys. Make it happen. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be a little confused by that phrasing from the last time. I guess Tyler brought it up, but that's exactly what he was talking about, is using ad campaigns on Facebook to be basically just buying up emails. And the reason you want to be doing that is because we are still in the golden age of Facebook ads right now. They stand alone on a mountaintop. Um, Google, I would say, is probably a close second in terms of the different strategies you could do there. But Facebook right now is definitely the most cost-effective place to be buying up contact information, essentially, via your ad campaign. So what we're suggesting you do is in the next two to three years, be using that to the fullest extent that you can until we reach a point where saturation has just made these ads possibly less viable than they currently are for the average real estate agent, because that's what we see inevitably happening because people and companies are pouring more and more of their money into Facebook because that's where they're finding the most effective results. So eventually we foresee a time coming where these won't be as viable a strategy for you. But hopefully by the time that day comes, you've already built up anywhere from 10 to 12,000 emails, let's say of all locally local people, because you're keeping your ads local, you're targeting your area. And that's, that's literally enough contact information to run your business for the foreseeable future. And then it's just about connecting all those people down the line with value and different content that is most helpful and relevant to them and you maintaining top of mind with those people that you collected from Facebook ads. That was a lot. I'm sorry. That was a long. That was, that was well said, Kelvin. Okay. Well, and, and it's a slap in Zillow's face, right? With this new thing that they're rolling out too. You already have that that lead generation strategy is done. You've got all the leads you need. And now all you have to do is just contact them, stay in contact with them and start selling houses. I mean, it's super, it's a win across the board for everything. Alec, did you want to chime in at all? Yeah, well, um, just to piggyback on what Kevin was saying, like a thousand emails a month is like a good goal, right? But um, as you, if you're generating like a large volume of emails, you'll find out pretty quick. If you're paying attention, you'll find out of this percentage emails I add, I get this percentage of people that open it. Of these people that open it, I get this percentage of people that I actually make contact with and that actually convert to a client. And then you'll be able to do the math on it. For every thousand emails I get, I sell five homes or whatever your math is. And then you know what you can spend, and then your your business becomes a little bit more predictable, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, so I mean, you, totally. And then does. you you know how you can you know how much you can invest into ads. You know, um, how, you know how like because you can get too many leads if it's if that's the math on it, right? You can break the system um, by not having you know, not having the follow-up systems in place to deal with that much business. So you find out what your number is of, of how many emails you need to get to close this many leads. Cause you will discover that math if you generate the volume of emails. Hey, Robert. Yo, Robert, are you there? Hey, how do yep. you, ge- how do you generate those emails again? You want to do a, okay. a review? So <laughs> let's, let's talk this. Okay. So application, this isn't a thousand emails on a scheduled scheduled to call page. This isn't like a thousand of any one type. It can be if you find it really good, but that's kind of like the needle in the haystack. So what it is, is widespread, widespread sprinkles. I like, I, that's the best word. For I it. like gotta, that. I love gotta, that. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. Sprinkle those things in and around your site and everywhere that you possibly can. So, and this ties into, we've, I've personally been working, thinking a lot about this lately with smart pop-ups. And the coolest thing about them is you're going to be able to embed a button to do a com- a content giveaway. You can link to a pop-up or you can do an exit intent pop-up or embed one. I almost forgot that one. So now you're literally going to be able to take a blog post and say, um, you know, like, 
if it's about sellers, if it's about buyers, whatever it is, you're going to have your your offer that you're going to be focused on. You're going to be able to make a pop-up for that. That'll run on your site and auto split test for you. And then you'll be able to embed that on a blog post and capture leads on a blog post. And it ties up to paths. So paths will send it to your... It'll now pass will send it to your buyers list or your sellers list or whatever customized track. But now you literally have no excuses. We've like built it, the framework for all this, you know, like we just, it's just really powerful. You're going to be able to do so much cool stuff with it. Absolutely. And the big thing too, is like content, the little sprinkles. That's what I'm going to name this, uh, this podcast title (laughs) for sure. That's what I'm feeling. No. Yeah. So, and it, it is kind of both too. It's like, it, it is like that two pronged approach. Like how, how do you get to a thousand emails a, a month or whatever your goal is? It's both. It's having SEO organic content that gets organic traffic there. And then you have smart lead capture on there that picks those people up and it's running paid ads to buy those emails. If you're, if you're doing both, that's, it's not unrealistic to, um, to hit that goal of 500 or a thousand or whatever it is. This Absolutely. episode really all tied together. So you're gonna felt rank good, with, right? Didn't you're gonna rank with good? SEO. You're gonna get some proven posts. You can create an ad with those posts. You can get those people to go to read a blog, not a landing page, and still capture leads, and then automate the follow up. Like it's just like that's as slick Rick as it gets. And I'm gonna I'm gonna channel Tyler here a little bit. Um, that if you if you really want to grow your business, you need to get active and, and buy emails with paid ads. Because what he would say is that uh, buying ads and being aggressive with advertising while we're still in this golden age of Facebook, that's playing offense. Posting content and waiting for those leads to just fall into your basket is, is playing defense. But you need to be doing you need to be doing both. Absolutely. No, that's totally true. And 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 that's the big one, right? Just do it. That's what we always say all the time. And you need money, you need money now and money later, right? So you need certain people, you know, like I need to go, I need to sell some houses this week. And then there's also like, oh, I need to build my list for next year. I need right. to be able to. We like, could have a whole nother podcast about budgeting time and money for advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good podcast. Yeah. Love it. All right. With that said, we are going to wrap it up. That was a fantastic podcast um, on behalf of Kelvin, Alec and Robert. I want to say thank you so much for sitting in with us, listening to our podcast, giving us some really fantastic feedback. Um, we really love doing this. This is like our hour break a week that we get a time, we get some time to really, you know, um, talk to you guys, exp- explain to you what we feel like is a good idea or a good strategy. Um, so thank you for letting us do that. Thank you for letting us spend an hour of your life in the car in traffic every Monday morning or every Tuesday morning, listening to us talk and, and ramble on. With that said, if you do have a question, feel free to send us a tweet um, at Easy Agent Pro, or make sure to send us an email to support at Easy Agent Pro talking about the podcast episode that you listen to, along with the question or comment that you want to include. Um, I know we actually had one for next week, which will be really cool as well. I just got it today, so super exciting. Um, thank you so much, uh, Robert, uh, Kelvin, and Alec. I almost said Tyler again and left Alec out as usual. <laughs> thank you guys so much for sitting in and let me grill you about some really great questions as usual and we will see everybody next week thanks guys thank you later everyone thank you for listening to in the lead if you have enjoyed the show be sure to subscribe on itunes or stitcher and leave us an honest review For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.
Thank you.